Yes, yes, yes. You have it here. You guessed it. It's the Competent Conversations podcast, episode 25. I am here with my co-host, Taekwon Lino, in the building. Okay. We see you, boy. Okay. How's it going, bro? Everything's good, bro. Everything's good. Yo, this is about to be one of the best episodes. I feel that already. I don't even know, like, I don't even know what we're going to say, but I feel like it's going to be one of the best episodes. That's how we got to put that energy out there like that. Yeah. We're feeling good. We got something important to talk about, so it's only right for it to be a great episode. So if uh, some of you were listening to the last episode, which was uh, the based on the rational male, red pill thinking versus blue pill thinking, alpha males versus beta males, and our intent was to try to help you um, find some more success in your relationship or understand where things were going wrong as far as your psychology, the energy that's exchanged between you and your woman or however your dynamic is, uh, giving you some keys to try to add to that success and help you to also find your authentic self. So if you didn't listen to that episode, I'd encourage you to listen to that one first, and then we're going to go a little further in this one. Um, in the second one, this is episode 25, like I said, and we, we're here to uh, talk a little deeper. Um, so do you want to tell them where we're going with it? Or you want me to introduce that or how you want to do this? Yeah. So you said finding your authentic self and that's pretty much where we're going with this. You called me earlier today and you was like, yo, got to another chapter and I think we need to shed awareness on this. And it was, um, really just finding like identifying yourself more specifically the identity crisis. The identity crisis is where people have this, uh, you know what? I don't even want to get into it right now. Let's postpone that a little bit more because I've seen something earlier today that made me think about how we can add on to the last episode. Okay. So earlier I was watching this um, this speech. This um, guy was, I don't even know who he was, but he was talking about the communication between men and females and like when you first like start a relationship versus um, when you first meet the girl. And how that communication is such a, a factor. A lot of people say, oh, you got to wait three days before you hit shorty up. You got to wait five days or whatever. Some people say you got to hit her up right away because you never want her to forget you type shit. Leave a lasting impression. All this good stuff. And it's just like everything we was talking about yesterday with the alpha versus the beta. I wanted to find a way to add this communication factor in it. How does communication play with the alpha versus beta? And I want to get your opinion on that as well. Well, um, that's exactly a huge part of what we plan to go today with the identity crisis because right. the distinction between an alpha and a beta is the alpha is more authentic with himself, essentially. Mm -hmm. And it's someone who puts their vision and their values and what they care about most, their principles that they're standing mm -hmm. on, they put that first. The thing that you're going to identify as your last name. The reason why a woman takes your last name is because you have to bring some form of blueprint for what this last name represents and what it means. And a lot of guys don't know themselves and they sacrifice that vision, that sense of principle to go ahead and only cater to what the woman wants and just pander to her and just follow her every order pretty much. Because it they is. fear essentially, yeah, on a, uh, on a uh, biological level, they fear being denied sex or being disowned in that sense where an alpha doesn't care. You, you could like mm -hmm. me or not like me. You could um, do whatever you want. I'm still sticking to my thing. So with the identity crisis, it becomes where, okay, I believe in any relationship is great to have common interests. It's great to have common interests. It you know gives you something to do with your partner. You guys enjoy things together. Um, it's a, a, a comfort zone that you both have where you can bond even further. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of times where guys aren't organically interested in something. And that is when, you, when you're consciously sacrificing yourself and like adding parts to your character that aren't really authentic to you because you feel like I'm going to have a higher success with this woman the more I, I like I am with her. That, that from the jump is a beta mentality opposed to the one that I just said before. Right. So with that in mind, it's like I was thinking about the communication factor because I read or uh, saw the um, the speech and then I read what you were telling me about the identity crisis. And 
they were saying how sometimes guys, the betas more so, they don't get the girls. They get frustrated because the girls aren't, you know, flocking to them or whatever the case may be. And then they go to these little seminars and they try to find a way to reinvent themselves so they can become more appealing to women so they could have an easier time picking up girls and et cetera, et cetera. What happens then is like the guys, they'll get these new techniques and it was like they kind of transform themselves on the, the first layer. Mm-hmm. And that first layer is being that appeal. They transform okay. themselves and it's like they look more attractive. But then when they get into the relationship, they revert back to their beta ways. And then that goes back to what you were telling me earlier about how, like, once you get into that relationship, that first appeal is gone because it doesn't seem authentic anymore. I forgot how you phrase it, but I think it was something like... Um, the competition anxiety. Competition anxiety. But it was something else you said where it's just like everything just seems fake at that point. Like, most relationships... I don't know exactly how you said it, but... Fair. It, 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 was, it was key to my thinking about this. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I mean, and uh, that's the thing, like, uh, so I'm trying to think of what I may have said in the past episode where it was like, where that thing is, what's lost. Um, I think the fact that she gets attracted to a person, a man who can stand in his power, a man Mm -hmm. who, again, has this vision, purpose, direction. Mm -hmm. And once she's attracted to that, what happens is a lot of guys sacrifice if they, they forget that the initial thing that attracted her is what you need to keep consistent in your life, as if she wasn't there. You forget that, and then you just are all up under her. Now she has no competition anxiety, um, and you guys are just frustrated. And again, if you didn't listen to the first episode, competition anxiety is pretty much like the awareness that a woman has that you can, your select mate, quote unquote, you're someone that other people would want. And you can mm-hmm. show a woman that in multiple ways besides cheating on her if you're in a relationship with her. Um, right. Just just to show that you have that sense of abundance. But if that's gone, she's going to sit there and just kind of get bored with you because you're, you're someone that anyone can have. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, Or that people wouldn't be that satisfied with if you're not a man on his purpose and staying true to what initially attracted her. I'm trying to look for that equation. Um, oh, the one I was telling you before? Yeah, because okay. I, I, I came across that. You have it? Yeah, I got it. I got it. Okay, cool. Okay, so this is the thing. Going into or catering to, do you have something? You have a listen up sound effect. We need we need we need to draw attention to this. This is important. <laughs> this is very important. We need a listen up sound effect. You know what? This is a hot topic. <laughs> hot topic, y'all. Pay attention close. Okay. So a lot of guys participate in deductive reasoning when it comes to getting intimate with a woman. It goes like this. I need sex. Mm-hmm. Women have se- women have the sex I want. I must discover what women want to give me. I'm sorry, I said that in a different, the wrong tone. I need sex. Women have the sex that I want. I must discover what women want to give me sex. So ask women. Okay, the woman wants X. I will do X to get sex and alter my own identity in order to better facilitate X. That's pretty much how it goes in a lot of guys' minds. It's like, like honestly, like before I knew about this alpha beta male stuff, I'm just keeping it real with y'all. I, like when I was young, I really didn't care about women, not in a sense like, you know, humanitarian-wise, but I didn't care like, like, okay, this girl likes me. Okay, this girl. And my boy's like, yo, you hit that. Yo, you hit that. Yo, oh, damn. Yo, look at that. I'm like, yo, I'm just chilling. I'm doing me because I always, though it may not have been the same purpose as now, I always was just focused on something I'm doing. And some of us just know this through common knowledge that mm-hmm. the person who acts like they don't want the woman or really doesn't even have to act, just doesn't really, is not like giving her all his attention, she's going to get more attracted to them and just pretty much fall into his arms practically, you know? Now, and there could be different reasons why, but it's just on a biological level. So with that equation, I was actually going to say that when guys figure out what women want, they become what women want so they can get the sex, which, again, leads back to being attractive on that first layer. But on the surface, they don't really know themselves either. They're just like, I'm becoming this person because of that identity crisis. 
It being sheep. It being sheep. <laughs> That's the problem. That's oh, the problem. You're going, you're listen, going listen, back listen. to the, the laws of power. Huh? <laughs> you're going back to the laws of power. What? Of being a sheep? Or strike the yeah. sheep? Because the thing yeah. is that you got sheep and then you got the alphas. You know what that is right there. You know what that is. Alpha dog, all right? And a woman knows one when she sees one. She can just tell if a person has that confidence, that conviction, that that um, just that aura about them. That's like, I'll say this real quick. You know also why uh, women love confrontation, or they also have things called shit tests, which I'll get to shit tests after you make your point. But a woman can tell um, if a guy is confident, if he's about what he says through his actions, because they've been studying us since middle since elementary school into middle school high school college by the time they meet us in adulthood they put you in a certain category they've seen what you are so glad what you were saying but it was, it's just it's, i just wanted to add that in yeah that kind of just goes back to like the quid pro quo thinking where like a lot of guys just say i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna get laid and that kind of just plays into everything but the interesting thing about this is that i found is that a lot of times the women they've evolved above, above that thinking Whereas the men, they think, oh, I'm going to just go to the bar. I'm going to buy this chick a bunch of drinks. I'm going to take her home, and I'm going to smash. So that goes back to the equation. Chick wants drinks. I'm going to provide that. I'm going to secure that for her. So it shows that I'm of some value or whatever. And then she's going to reward me by giving me sex. That doesn't always happen. And then if you think about it, some girls, they don't even go on dates. Like you said, they already know us. They kind of know what they want, what they don't want. A lot of times, betas will get played. They'll go on dates with girls thinking that they're getting somewhere. And that's what I was like reading or watching on the um, the TV. The guy was talking about how a lot of times girls will deny the dates. And if the guy's so persistent, they'll end up using the guy on dates. Like, oh, well, I'm hungry. I can eat this food. He's paying for it. And I'm not going to pay for anything. And then I'll just lead him on or just cut him off after that. This also goes back to like strippers as well. They tease men for money where the men think, oh, I'm going to get on her pants, this, that, and the third. And you just like, you end up making a fool out of yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and the thing is that that guy who um, who she wasn't interested in at first and kept hitting her up, so then she started to use him, he'll never have sex with her. You know why? Yeah. Because what we just said, he's showing that he doesn't have any options. She's mm -hmm. like, oh, you're, 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 you're desperate. You yeah, don't yeah. have that mindset of abundance. It's a complete opposite. It's a dichotomy. Um, so getting into the shit test, um, mm -hmm. what was the one? See, I had it on my mind. That's why I just be like in a ramble it off when it's on my head. But <laughs> it was like um, about the confidence. There's a shit. Actually, just 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 uh, fill the people in real quick because I'm a, if you have any more thoughts because I'm gonna pull it up right now so I don't say it wrong. But there's a, a yeah. cool. Oh, I got you. I, I got, got you. Okay. So yeah. So and actually, I want to read this real quick too. I want to read this quick. This is the key. You this will read it out loud? This will, yeah, I'm going to read it out loud. Okay. Okay. This, I actually I should read this whole thing. What page you on? Okay, listen to this, guys. 87. But I don't know if it's the same as the online. You know. yeah. All right, we're going to read about three small paragraphs from here to here, if y'all can see. All right. This this really sums up everything that we're saying and is going to um, spark further conversation. The most ironic, real quick, this is the rational male, for those of you who don't know. If you're listening on audio or you're watching it, I want you to see that this is the rational male. And you can go get your copy. Um, the most ironic thing about this identity crisis is that the least attractive thing to most women is a man who is willing to compromise any part of his identity to, pl to play safe to play safe to her, much less a wholesale selling out of it. Women are naturally attracted to that masculine independence, as it represents a very strong cue for security and the potential to provide that security for her and any children she may have in the future, or just have in general. Women don't want a man who'll do everything that she says. Because this sends the message that this man can be bought with even the prospect of a sexual encounter. Why would that indicate anything more than insecurity and a lack of confidence? Women want to be told no and constantly test a man's resolve to say this to her, a.k.a. shit. Oh, I said basically 
Women want to be told no and constantly test a man's resolve to say this to her, a.k.a. shit testing. So this is what shit testing is. A woman's going to test you to see, like, how far can I get away with this? And, again, being a man of purpose, you have certain priorities in your life. And a guy who has that mindset of confidence, abundance, purpose, uh, conviction, and standing on certain principles, he's not going to risk those for anything. Everything else becomes secondary to that goal. That is your primary baby. And you need to structure your life around those values of success. And once you do that, um, that's going to just attract her because, again, it gives some different subliminal messages, uh, confidence. It shows he has security. He can um, uh, uh, be confrontational if he needs to be when you're able to say no, right? There's a lot of different subliminal things that she picks up in you being all about your purpose. Okay, let me finish. So, uh, so this is, I stopped it halfway through a sentence, so I'm going to read this one, this sentence mm-hmm. again. Women want to be told no and constantly test a man's resolve to say this to her, a.k.a. shit testing, in order to affirm that she's made the right choice, even in marriage, of a guy who put his sexual impulse, knowing full well her, how powerful it is with men, on hold to stick to his own self-interest, beliefs, and ambitions. This this is the last part. This is how we sum, summon mm-hmm. it up. This is going to drive it all home. This covertly communicates to a woman that his goals and determination trump her one real power over him, her sexuality. That is the man who is the prize, the great catch, the male to be competed for with other women. You lucky they don't have to drop the mic. You lucky they don't have to drop the mic sound effect. (laughs) I would have been dropped that mic. You know what I'm saying? Makes a lot of sense when you put it that way. What do you get from that? What do you take from that when you hear what what's some of the thoughts that came in your head as you were hearing that? I just think about like sometimes um like so going back to the identity crisis, I think, oh, you know what? What you said is after people break up, they have to find themselves again. That's what you said earlier. Okay. All right. So but I was thinking about that with the shit testing, though, it's like once you get into that relationship, that's when a woman's really going to start pushing those buttons. She's going to figure out, like, oh, can I get him to rake the, rake the leaves? Can I get him to mow the grass? Things that men should do. Or do I have to go out and get somebody else to do it? And she'll start testing you by saying, all right, you know your responsibility as a man. You're supposed to do this. And if you don't do it, I feel like she'll go around and say, oh, well, I'll just hire somebody else to do it. Once she outsources you, that means she's already tested you. She found out that you're not reliable for certain things. You can't produce the things you said you could produce. So she's got to, you know, explore her other options. It's not like a lifetime partner in that sense. Or sure. even in the, um, the other sense, like you're just pushing your buttons. I think about like kind of like um, like just stupid arguments just to see how you handle shit. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because yeah. there's times where, you know, she wants to, she's, again, she's seen all types of men. When she sees you, she very early on, if not automatically, puts you in a certain category as to who you are, and she's mm-hmm. going to play you as such. So the thing is that you have to, let's say you're dating somebody and you, you really think this girl is attractive and you may be low on cash, but you want to date mm-hmm. her. Don't be trying to act like you have all this money and trying to take her out because she'll pick up <laughs> one way or another on things real quick. Like there was a point when I was broke and dating and I would be like, listen, tell them what my plan is, what's, what, what my vision is, but this is what the situation is right now. And therefore we can't be going out all the time every Friday to go eat. You know, we may not even be able to get ice cream all the time. Every now and then when things are on the up and up, cool, because that's the entrepreneur journey. And there's times where uh, that person would ask me stuff knowing that I can't go out. And I just be like, yo, why does she keep asking me this? And I didn't know that. I never read this book at that point. She would keep asking me if I can go out. Like, can we can we go out downtown? Can we go out? And I'm like, why Why does this shit keep asking me this? Mm-hmm. She knows, like, what do you think my answer is going to be different from Friday to Friday? Did anything change in the situation? <laughs> So I started getting I started getting frustrated. So I'm just like, you know, uh, this makes a lot of sense because of that. But um, there's going to be times where a woman just wants you to say no, and you may think, oh, women want to be pursued, um, and you know, I, I got to spoil her and all this stuff, and I'm being mean by saying no, no. It's the reverse, guys. It's the reverse. And this reminds me of this too. Like, people think that like th- there's literally no point in doing this, which we've all done it at a point in time. 
You're sitting down. You get to know the woman. Maybe first day, second date. What 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 kind of corny question do some of you guys ask? You, you know you know you know uh, what Biggie say. Here you coming with these lines? What's your name? What's your what's sign? Your sign, yeah. Like like like. But that ain't even it. Y'all be asking her. So what what you like in a guy? What kind of guy do you like? Yeah, I'm gonna tell you. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you this right now. My boy Steve the D. Oh shit! I didn't mean to hit that one. But it's, 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 it probably is fitting. It probably is fitting. Uh, but uh, but my boy Steve the D. Williams said it, said it best. Check him out on YouTube if you haven't already. Um, is the lion going to tell the gazelle how not to get caught? Is the lion going to tell the gazelle how not to get caught? <laughs> no. Yo, no. but the other thing so, is like so hold on, hold on. they also ask. I want to add on so you can keep going. Okay. They okay. also ask, "What was your ex boyfriend like? Why'd you leave him?" Because oh, all matter. those things are the same way. How the gazelle is gonna like tell the lion, like you know what, like or the lion tell the gazelle, whatever. It's right, like right. it all compounds into what you're trying to say ultimately. Exactly, and that's the thing. Like you, ha- okay, so. We got to also take into consideration that women have been hurt by men throughout the years. Mm-hmm. So when a woman raises her son, guess what she's going to teach him to be like? She's not going to teach him to be like that asshole. You be like, you know, you do this for a woman. You do that. You do this. You do that. You treat her right. All these things. And I'm not saying that it's wrong to have morals. You should know how to treat a woman and treat her right. But there are other key elements to having what they call a game. And why do you think women go after guys who got that type of swag, who could be a little bit of an asshole, who can who can, who just is about something, you know what I'm saying? So, so the thing is that there's the regular men and then there's like what they call the lions. Like these, these lions are just different, like again. But anyway, um, she's, when you asking her, what do you like in a guy? There's no point in doing that because sometimes she may not even know or Mm -hmm. it's working in her unconsciously. So she knows it biologically, but may not be able to verbalize that. But either way, she's going to tell you what she wants to make her feel comfortable. Meaning, like, I want a guy that listens to me. I want a guy that this and that. Mm-hmm. A guy that, um, you know, is supportive, uh, that likes to hang out, that wants to go see family, that likes my family, that, you know, all these things, right? And again, and you're when you dumbass thinking that, point, that you want to be like that. When you get to that point, there's mm-hmm. no problem, you know, doing those things. Don't get me. I want you to understand my message clear. But the thing is that we talked about competition anxiety, right? She's mm-hmm. telling you all the things to not have it. And once she doesn't have it, you are under control because you've shown you have no options because you're up under her sucking up, sucking up on, on the titty all night and all day <laughs> and not going to going out lifting weights, not going out building your business, not going out going to your job. Not going out being a man and and doing what makes you happy and what's gonna what your last name stands for. Mm-hmm. But by doing those things, you are going to attract her and keep her uh, following the leader because a man should lead the relationship. So, mm-hmm. like, you're gonna you're gonna make her want you and crave you more because when you get home, she's gonna fuck the shit out of you because you haven't been home all day. She hasn't been able to get text to you all day and and damn, you sweating because you just came from the gym. You looking sexy like. She's not going to tell you these things. She's not like you. She's not going to say, "Hey, don't answer my like, don't like." You know, if we're texting all day. on purpose. She's not going to say. She's not going to say like, you know, if we're texting all day, like, have that little hour or two where you're not responding. It makes my mind wander, and I'm like, damn, and I want you more, and I want to, you know, I'm under your thumb, like, because once you start paying her to what she wants, you know what she's thinking. You are an idiot. You are an idiot. You are an idiot. You are an idiot. That's what she's thinking over and over again. All right, so and it's definitely going to be if you do it. You feel me? So um, you gotta you gotta keep that in mind. Everything that we're telling you here, that's why it's called red pill mentality. It's exposing the what they would call blue pill, and basically it's the matrix, the feminine matrix, because we are in a mainly feminine dominant society for all the reasons that we spoke about. Even like the one itis that we spoke about on the last show, mm-hmm. it's that that's the stuff yeah. that really traps men and they wonder why things aren't working out how they are supposed to because their mom taught them hey this is this is supposed to this is how you're supposed to do it and it's not working out right that's how they were raised and it's not working out right so just to clarify the red pill blue pill thing as you said it's taken from the matrix but the way that simplified it for me it was just more so 
the blue pill, if you take the blue pill, you remain ignorant to everything. You go to sleep and ignore the rest of the world type shit. The red pill is remaining aware to everything that's going on around you. So when you say that it's a mostly female-driven society, it's hard to believe that because you think men run the world, men are in government, men are in power, men have uh, higher pay scales, men run corporations, you know, female don't have these opportunities, they're still fighting for rights. That's all political bullshit. As far as the society I think itself, at this point, I think at this point they people know. Like, like we pander to women a lot. Like we haven't had a female we president, do. maybe stuff like that. Like you said, politically, but like that's the political we, bullshit. Like, okay, and and this book will break down exactly what we mean. But go ahead. So as far as like women running society, you can see if you read this book, you'll see that there's certain things that women do unconsciously or that that are unconscious to us, anyways. So like when they say talk about like the uh, deadbeat dads and everything like that, that's women describing a situation that becomes unbearable for us to live in. It becomes a shameful thing for us. You ever? If I'm not a dad, so let me not put myself in the situation. But there may be some deadbeat dads out there, quote unquote, that are out partying at the club, and then the girl may be like, "Yo, that's my deadbeat dad." All of a sudden, no girls are gonna try to bag this nigga because he leaves his responsibilities at home. He doesn't take care of his shit. So off the rip, they make certain things in society uncomfortable uncomfortable for men to be men. Um, what other examples can you think of? Or did you want to add on to something different? For sure. Like, just the fact, um, guys, we didn't speak about it in this episode yet, but hypergamy, right? And I'm not telling you all these terms, like, just so that you can, like, hate women mm-hmm. or nothing like that, because I love women. And it's like, you, you just got to know what game you're playing, right? So, for example, hypergamy is... Um, the, the fact that a girl is always going to date up, she's always going to look for another opportunity, right? So with that being said, if a guy's a six that she's talking to, she's going to be looking for the seven or the eight. If she's a six, she wants someone that's two points higher than her on the dating, on the sexual, I mean, I mean the sexual market, va- sexual market value scale. Like how high do you rank in arousal, attractability, right? So, um, with that being said, you could go on Facebook right now, Instagram right now, Snapchat, what have you. You're going to see, if you see a chick that's very attractive in a bikini, how many guys do you think is in her DM right now, right? And Everybody. let's talk about and let's talk about how, again, we said earlier, a woman knows that sex is the greatest power she has over a man. Now, it's up to you as a man to allow that to manipulate you or not, but that is the greatest tool they have that can we can be lured into, right? So why are they posting certain pictures? So that they can use that to pull you in. And now you're pulled in and you're thirsty under her comments. And now she's never going to give you the time of day because you've already rid her of her so of her competition anxiety. You already showed her that you're, you're giving her that one itis mentality. Oh, you're so beautiful. Oh, I'll, I'll do anything to you. Oh, yeah, just put those tits in my face. Whatever y'all freaks be saying in them comments. But like, like whatever it is, it just shows that without her even giving you the time of day, she you're you're giving her all your attention so mm-hmm. that's why those guys in the comments will never be the one to get with her and again she has multiple guys in her dm and even if you're talking to her regularly and you're a six and she's a six once the eight slides in her dm she's going to be going to that person right um at least most likely so with that being said we're criticized as men when we want to be a player or be polyamorous or things of that nature, but we're really playing the same game. We may have two different motives where men want unlimited access to unlimited sexuality, but there's it's the same game. So that's why it's a feminine society because the idea of one-itis, like Disney teaches us, your parents teach you, find the one, there's the one out there. That is catering to whose side? It ain't catering to men because we want unlimited access to unlimited sexuality from, from a natural standpoint. It caters to the person who has that competition anxiety and wants to feel secure. It's to satisfy that insecurity. So that's an example of how... The other example I was looking at... Oh, you yawning. I'll put you to sleep. The other example I was looking at... Wake your ass up. Yeah, I do in the most. Um, (laughs) The coffee wasn't working. I I don't know, man. What's that, decaf, boy? (laughs) (laughs) anyway um the catch 22 was what i was going to actually talk about as far as the women controlling society the man up or shut up you remember reading that right right okay so 
in a nutshell, the man up or shut up is when the man has a responsibility that he should be doing and women expect him to do that. So he's supposed to man up and take charge and, you know, take care of business. But there's the same time where you can't tell a man how to be a man, but the woman would tell him to shut up. Like, yo, you're being too much of a man right now. So that's the shut up um, catch 22 part of that. The, so pretty much what he said was the expectation to assume the responsibilities responsibilities of being a man while at the same time the the generating asserting masculinity as a positive i don't know maybe i copied that wrong my fault that don't make sense to me but whatever aspect of that serves the female purpose is a man's masculine responsibility yet any any aspect that disagrees with feminine primacy is labeled misogyny okay yeah big fella i'm gonna do that over real quick. I'm gonna cut that piece out. But listen, quick. I know what you meant. I know what you meant. <laughs> what you meant. So he's you basically saying the man up or shut up mentality, where it's like, yeah, yeah. okay, so they want you to man up when necessary. So if we're walking home from the grocery store and some dude comes to approach us, she wants you to be a man right there. Step up, like, yo, back up. You ain't touching my girl. Like, get the f out of here. You have to swing on dude. Like, oh, like, oh yeah, like check him real quick. Yeah. But let's say, you know, you get into an argument at the house or something. Or y'all disputing something. You say, listen, I'm the man. I'm the leader of this household. This is what we're going to do. She's like, oh, you are a womanizer. You are misogynistic. (laughs) You do not respect my values and my my perspective in life. Right? You can't have it both ways. That this really goes into, we spoke about this yesterday, I believe, um, how how he spoke about how women are less feminized now because they have to work in the workforce. Like, if they have did to have a nine-to-five job. Did we record that, or was that before we got on? Uh... I don't think we even recorded it. So go go deeper. So we could, but, like, um, sure. so, like, basically, like, if a woman is forced to work a nine-to-five job in corporate America and mm-hmm. is expected to you know, pay bills like a man is and 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 you got to be in the workforce being responsible, be there on time, take a leadership role. Her masculine her masculine energy is turned up a little bit and she can't just turn this off when she mm-hmm. gets home. Like, so then we have problems with sex. Oh, maybe we did talk about this in episode one. But like, so we have problems with sexual energy and she's tired and burnt out and doesn't feel like doing this and you're arguing because mm-hmm. you want her to be submissive. Um the same thing with a guy like we can't just be masculine when you want us to and then you know not, you know you know when when there's no threat around you want us just to be like your girlfriend it's not going to happen you have to we have to respect each other in our uh respective roles and right. each relationship dynamic is different where you know a woman may want to work you know but a guy is going to want to do what he got to do too so you got to figure out how you guys can coexist Based on your own personalities, ooh, which I want to talk about next when you're done. Okay, um, yeah, yeah. Um, how how uh, pretty much with your dynamic of your relationship, how does it work? But realize that you have to nurture and cater to the per- the man's masculinity and the woman's femininity, and you guys mm-hmm. have to be nurturing those energies and respect each other in those domains and structure your relationship around those ideas. The one thing I was going to add on to that was that. When you talk about the respective roles, you're talking about pretty much the biological roles. Men have this biological role to provide, to to um, support, and then you have that survivability as well. You know, the hunter-gatherer mentality. So women look to men to be like, yo, here's what you're supposed to do. I need your strength. I need everything that you provide to secure my household. Women are supposed to nurture and raise the kids and do things inside the house while men are outside. Now, society has changed where women are in the workplace, so they are becoming different in their biological roles. Meanwhile, men are the same. They've never evolved any point further than that. So men are thinking, well, you know what? I'm still going to provide for my family. I'm going to provide for my girl. Meanwhile, the girl's getting all this bread, and she's like, yo, I don't need you to provide anymore. So what Mm -hmm. is this man's actual worth now? Now that she's taking his role is he supposed to watch the kids? Are, are we switching? Are we swipping swapping? I, I don't right, know. Right. So I think that's, um, the, that's, a, that's, that's a another deep thing. topic. It's a tricky thing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if a woman is out here splitting things down the middle with you, is she going to be wanting to be one to accept you as the leader and kind of just, mm-hmm. you know, 
be your support system in that sense. I think it's harder, but it can be done if a woman literally respects your mind as a leadership. So let's say right. you make 5000 less than her per year. That still doesn't mean that, like, if you guys have an idea, like, yo, I just want to change up the house. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, you have an idea, like, we should go to Home Depot here and check there because they have this sale. Then we can go to Lowe's. They may have this. I'm going to double back, come over here. And I think that, you know, when I measured the certain area in the house, uh, I saw that it was this much in length. So I know that this store has what I need. I can get this from Big Lots, bring it back, and we get it done. Mm-hmm. If your mind is like, yo, he has that leadership mind, it doesn't matter if you she makes, let's say, 5K more. She's probably going to be like, okay, it's the same. It doesn't matter. Even if it's 10K, if you can support your own, if, if she was to leave that picture and you can still provide for yourself and do what you got to do, I think she will still respect you as a man if she's a decent woman and your mind shows that you can – continue to build you can use that mentality to build and lead her and a future family one day to a path of success whatever y'all determine that as amongst yourselves so i do think it's a little harder sometimes if she's like paying all the bills and you ain't doing nothing you can't have much of a say i mean you can still lend um you can still lend oh it's it it, actually no i think i i think you know you should put like this if you're not providing anything, why is it? Is it because you don't have a job, you're being lazy? She can't respect that. If you're building a business and she's helping you, you know, foot the bills while you're building this business, I think it's different. And you, she'll still respect your mind, your ambitions, your courage, all the alpha things, you know, taking risks. So, yeah, I mean, it gets tricky, but it's also, um, it can happen. It, it just depends on the relationship. I think that um, the reason why women believe that they're independent is because we allow them to think that because we're not being alpha enough because we're, you know, being submissive to their worth. You know what I mean? Like we're we're saying, okay, you may make more than me, so automatically that means you're the alpha. Men are submitting to that, and I think that's the wrong way of thinking. That resolves and um, that ends up you being cheated on by this woman because she's already thinking like, yo, he's not worth shit. I think men have to start preparing themselves in advance. If she's making more money than you and you feel a little bit insecure, don't fucking keep jabbing at the insecurity. You got to find a way to secure your woman. Make her realize that you're still the alpha male and that she still needs you. You know what I mean? There may be things around the house that she can't do. But you got to be able to secure her in that manner. It's like, yo, fuck it. I'm fucking, I got, I got value in other places. You know what I mean? Like, you can't just turn me off like that. You got to accept the fact that I'm valuable somewhere else. And I think that's the main thing with, um, you know, this alpha beta thing that we were talking about yesterday, you got to find a way to just be yourself as a male. And I think a lot of people struggle with that because certain things like the finances, as we said, that'll make you feel insecure. I think it's just more like self-awareness, you know, finding out your flaws and then fixing yourself. Don't go chasing women if you're not secure within yourself. You know what I mean? That's a huge point that you said. Don't chase women if you're not secure with yourself. That's a huge thing to know. Mm-hmm. And to be aware of because you, you, you're you more prone to lose yourself if you're just going out blindly, you know, not knowing who you are and then trying to uh, become one with somebody else. Um, but also what you said about, uh, you said something about worrying about, you know, worrying about if she's making more than you and stuff like that. Like, you mm-hmm. have to know your worth. And um, someone who has that alpha mentality is not going in there looking at, excuses, looking at pity, mm-hmm. looking for pity parties, or really caring about what anyone else is doing. They know who they are and they know what they're about. So your girl may have her master's degree, you may have your bachelor's degree. That l- lends her to make slightly more money than you mm-hmm. and you make a little less, but you could still be good on your own. When you guys get together, sure, there's bills that y'all break down and stuff, but what about your mind? We're reading books like The Rational Mail, right? Where where There's a whole bunch of other philosophical, psychological books I can have a deep conversation with a woman that's going to blow her mind. like, And I love those type of things. Um, I can teach you stuff in the gym. You may not have the best health right now. You can have mm-hmm. the money, all the money in the world. That ain't going to help as, health as well. That's not going to make you live mm-hmm. forever. So if I teach you different ways how to exercise, different diets, different things of this nature, if I'm making five, ten thousand 10000 less, it's still making your life easier if I'm adding something to that pot. And I'm mm-hmm. making it better in a bunch of other ways. And who's to say where our paths will end up because 
together, just like we see with Jay-Z and Beyonce, they can mm-hmm. build one another up. We may both come in here, you making 60, I'm making 50K, and we, and we five years from now, both making six figures. So then who cares? Yeah. If the mentality is that we're against each other, that's a problem. If we're with each other in our respective roles because men and women were made to complement each other, not really combat one another, then we're going somewhere. But it's too much clashing nowadays because mm-hmm. every woman wants to be a boss chick and guys want to get taken care of by mommy. They see the mm-hmm. girl as another version of mommy. Like, I need yeah, yeah. I need someone to, like, you know, be there for my emotional voids and stuff. Like, no. How can you be a leader if you, if you need that, if you're not emotionally stable? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just keeping it real with, with y'all. Like, it is what it is. Like we, it's not. It's not saying that you're not gonna have bad days. That you're not gonna need someone to rub your back at times, or to just like a shoulder to lean on. Like I'm going through it right now. But overall, that can be such a needy thing. Where like, oh my god, like you damn near want to be your mom. You gotta lead. Show her that you can lead, and that allows her to be mm. feminine and nurture your path and your direction. Not only for y'all two, but for your family one day. That's why she takes yeah. your name, gentlemen. Let me add on to that. So you said. Pretty much in a way, the emotional insecurities, you can't be having that shit and expecting a woman to take care of you. But you expect a woman to take care of you when you're down type shit, which is completely understandable. The way that that happens, though, is that you got to first present yourself as an alpha male in the meeting phase and the dating phase and the long term relationship phase. You have to be secure with that being an alpha male. And like they say, birds of a feather flock together type shit. She's going to learn from you in a way. Now, she's not going to be as dominant as you. She may challenge you at times, but the alpha is always going to win that challenge. But when she sees you down on your luck, and she's like, yo, I've never seen this man like this before. Let me help him back up. Because now she's so attached to you that she doesn't understand how to be without that support, without that, that alpha mentality driving her. She doesn't know how to be without that. So now she's dependent on that. So she's going to pick you right back up. Absolutely. That's where the the respect comes from. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And like, if you're in those type of challenges situation, I think a woman gets turned on by how you deal with it. Mm Because we could always be, we could always be um, happy and and in good, you know, good spirits when everything's good. We got money. Everything's fine. Ain't no coronavirus, right? No, like when when times are challenging, how does he respond? That's what's going to make her respect mm-hmm. you and also show if you're an alpha male or not. Because yeah. you walk in the club, everyone's alpha male, right? We all put on that bravado. But we're yeah. going to have to peel back those layers eventually. So I remember, like, even when I was going through a lot of stuff, like, mm-hmm. and I didn't know where my next dollar was coming from and whatnot. I was waking up 4 in the morning every single day. There was no question about it. And then I was going to this supplementary job at, like, 7 a.m., coming back and still continuing to work because... It's just like I see the vision and a woman that sees you in, you know, those challenging times, and you, you you take it and uh, deal with it like a warrior. Again, security in her mind. He will be there. He will always protect and provide and find a way for children one day. It's all about, you know, who's going to water that seed in a You know, that's at least part of it. That's at least part of it. Mm-hmm. And again, sperm is disposable. A woman gets a certain amount of eggs. So. Over time, like she has to be very selective with who she mates with. She, you mess up one time or a couple times, your life is kind of messed up. Mm-hmm. We can continue to do that forever. So she's going to be very selective in choosing the right alpha male, and that's why women have hypergamy, which is they 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 date up the way they the way they date and approach love is mm-hmm. opportunistically, and guys approach it idealistically. That's also why we argue and we fight, because they're coming also from an emotional standpoint. We're mm-hmm. coming from logical. Idealistically, we just want someone to love us for us. We just want someone to mm-hmm. have a good time with whatever. Opportunistically thinks, oh, what, what's his social status? What does he do for work? Um, is he, uh, what, how tall is he? You know what I'm saying? A guy will date, if you're a bad chick and I really am attracted to you, and I got a decent job and you work at McDonald's, a guy is more likely to date that girl that works at McDonald's that may be a little younger than him, that may be pretty but and, and have a good character, but she's just working what she's working, opposed to a woman seeing a guy at McDonald's and she's some corporate girl and he's trying to holler at her. She's going to be like, hell no. Mm-hmm. It's more likely the other way around because this is not judging nobody. I'm just telling you guys how we're different. Um, women date opportunistically. We, we date idealistically. 
Yeah. Um, I want to take this a little bit in a different uh, direction, if that's okay with you. Yeah. So after we spoke a little bit earlier today, I went on Facebook and I, I glanced at a couple of the statuses, but this one kind of caught me off guard. Now, I hate when people post shit like this. I like make whatever comments to myself or to whoever around, and then I like keep it moving. Yeah. But y'all be putting your life out there, so y'all can't be mad at me when I speak about this, this shit. Is this a new exclusive? This is a live exclusive? <laughs> Are we live? This is exclusive right now? Let me know. Yeah, yeah. Do the, do the thing. Do the thing. <laughs> okay, my guy's dropping a bomb on us. What's going on? What's going on on Facebook right now? All right. So, this girl posted question for all the men. If you suspect your girlfriend is cheating, would you cheat or find out the facts first? And of course, she just let everybody in the world know that she's fucking single. So what's going to happen? Guys are going to be like, oh, no, nah, I would never cheat on you. Some haters <laughs> up in there. I would never cheat on you. I would wine you and dine you every Wait, night. Did she say I'm single? Or you just saying with that comment, she's implying no, she's she, She's fucking single now because her boyfriend cheated on her. So she said that after? Ah, but it, it's implied. And okay, then, uh, okay, it's okay, okay. Yeah, and then um, I think her her thing said uh, relationships are single now or whatever, too, like, like a different one. Yeah. So with that being said, though, it's just like you're inviting everybody else to come in and try to comfort you. All the betas are going to rush through and comfort you and say, hey, you know, I'm sorry that he cheated on you. I will never do you like that. You're a queen, blah, blah, blah. You know, just trying out. to pick her up, right? Huh? But... The question is important because if you suspect your girlfriend is cheating on you, would you find out or cheat first? I think out. exactly. And I was when I read this, I'm like, yo, this goes back to that communication, right? But why would the guy cheat first? Is that 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 insecurity inside him? The guy or the, oh, why would a guy do that? Why would the guy cheat first as opposed to going to his girl and be like, yo? Um, cause is he afraid of conflict? I think that's what it is. It's like, yo, you're afraid of conflict. You don't want to be upfront with your girl. You're not really being an alpha at that point in time. Then you're being a beta. You're like, you know what? I'm gonna just take the the sneaky road. The alpha is gonna go to to that conflict and be like, yo, you doing so and so with so and so, and whether he likes to answer or not, he's gonna decide before he even goes to that conflict. I'm leaving this chick. Because yeah. the alpha is gonna be better off regardless. Because he's an alpha. And the alpha he's always has options. And the alpha exactly. has options, and if he doesn't have them presently, he could go get them. So if I'm in that same situation too, um, <laughs> that's out. Like we not doing this. We not doing it. Yeah. Um. It's so many ways you could break that down, like based on the knowledge that we've obtained reading this book. Um. If the girlfriend is cheating, it's like if the guy cheats first. Let's get back to why she's cheating, um, though. Hold up. Why is she that's cheating? What I was gonna say. That's exactly what I was going to say. If the girlfriend is cheating, why is she cheating? Why would you not cheat first? Go not ahead. Not, you not, had some... not, not even that, not why would you cheat first. My question is, why is she cheating? If, if you guys have been listening to the lecture, I wish I, I, I felt like I had one for a lecture. If you, have, <laughs> if you guys have been listening to the lecture, let's see if there's one here. Um... Uh, no, nothing really. I can't find it. If you guys have been listening to the lecture, though, you should be able to tell me. You should be able to tell me. Um, hold on, I'm sorry, y'all. This one, there was one here. Anyway, then you should be able to tell me why that woman cheated and what's wrong in that picture. Mm -hmm. What would an alpha male, and again, anything's possible, mm -hmm. but in most cases, will an alpha male get cheated on and why not? I want y'all to think about that. And if you're watching this on YouTube, comment below. Mm -hmm. Would they or would they not? So, if you're still thinking, press pause because I'm about to spoil it. <laughs> no, he would not get cheated on and he shouldn't have any business being cheated on. And if he does, he needs to just be out because he's about his mission and his purpose first. Mm -hmm. So why did she probably cheat? Because you're up under her titty all day. You're mm -hmm. sucking that breast milk. It's getting spoiled by now. 
Because yeah. you've been there all day and you're sucking on the same titty all day. You're not out here chasing your purpose, being an mm -hmm. option for other people, showing confidence, putting her secondary or under your purpose, making her submit to your framework and the way that you do things. You have to know yourself first as an individual because it talks about the rational male too. Think about it. When you're, when you're growing up and you're a teenager, you have a vision of what you want your life to look like. You know who you are, what you want to be. At least you feel like you do. And if your parent comes in the room and tells you to do something that, you're not gonna, that you don't want to do, you're going to say no. If you're in a school and this teacher's getting on your nerves and you don't want to do something, you're going to say no. But y'all be damn near, you know what? I need to put some water on my mouth. Pause all that. <laughs> Get the fuck out of y'all drooling out the mouth. <laughs> y'all drooling out the mouth when y'all see these chicks. Y'all pandering. She say get on. She say jump. You say how high. She say get down. You say on all fours or just two. Like you just come on now. <laughs> like 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 you can say no to everyone else, but you can't say no to this woman. So if you're wondering why she cheated on you, it's because you weren't a threat. You weren't a good enough option. That was you weren't the prize. You were um, uh, option, not an opportunity. Because if you were, she wouldn't dare risk losing this alpha male that can provide for her family and pass on superior genes down the line. She wouldn't do it on a biological level. Now, again, question. there are some outliers, I'm pretty sure. This can't be 100%, but I damn sure think it's around in the 90s. Like, that's the reason, if you ask me. But go ahead, bro. Let me add on. So for the guys, if you Real quick, last, last, point, cheating, last point. Oh, last point. That's unless you cheated. That's if you didn't cheat first. If you cheated first, what I just said went out the window. She probably just resentful to you and just said, fuck this nigga. You know what I'm saying? So you're being an go alpha. Ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Now, guys, if you think your girlfriend is cheating, you should not be worrying about why she's cheating. You should be worrying about securing the fact that she'll never cheat on you. Instead of sitting there saying, like, yo, let me go through her phone. Let me find out who she's talking to, this, that, and the third. You should be like, you know what? Let me make myself more presentable so she'll ever regret even thinking about cheating on me. Let me go and hang out with a bunch of other Johns and figure out, like, you know, let her figure it out. Like, yo, damn, he, he said he was going with his friend, but he was with five other Johns. Like, how'd that happen? Now she's going to be like, yo, he's really out here doing his thing. Let her worry about getting cheated on, not you worry about getting cheated on. And guess what she's going to do if you do that? She's going to be policing right after you. Right out. <laughs> she'll be policing. Right She'll be policing right after you because you done outfit up, all right? We're trying to help y'all here, man. Continue, bro. Continue. <laughs> Let's see what else I got here. Um... <laughs> Are you reading notes? Guy reading notes? Nah, I wrote that question down. Um, and I wrote some other shit down, too. But I don't know if I want to talk about that right now because we possibly could do a part three. I don't know. What? what you thinking? Part three. I mean, you trying to hop on live? What time is it right now? <laughs> That's too much to right now. Sleep. <laughs> That's too much to ask. All right, now we could do a part three another day if we want. I mean, because you know, we, I'm about halfway through the book, so that last half slash third that make that make uh, warrant another another episode. Because what I got written down that I wanted to talk about, it's not really. Um, it don't really flow with what we're saying right now, so right, I think good. we just been, go back we've to been on, We've been on about an hour, so I mean, we could we could wrap it up right here. I think it was a good episode. Yeah, and we got some yeah. good points so, across. Just to like capitalize and conclude on the identity crisis once more, you got to be yourself, right? You cannot go out learning tips and tricks on how to pick up girls and then not learn how to take care of them in a long term relationship. You got to sit there and be like, yo, what do I actually want and how am I going to get it without losing myself in the process? Know who you are first, and then you can go out and pick up all the girls in the world. You're not going to find the one, but essentially you can make the one. So like we said earlier with the girl who learns how to come for her man because he's an alpha, if you present yourself as an alpha, that chick is going to do damn near anything for you. So you, she don't got to be the one off the rip, but she'll eventually grow into that one role and you'll find yourself with a little bit of happiness. That's the one thing I wanted to bring up uh, that I had said earlier, like I'm going to come back to it after you get your point across. Mm -hmm. Guys, 
with everything that we're saying, trust me, we're trying to help. We're just trying to help and um, have you be the best version of yourself. You know, all that popular bullshit. But for real, like we're trying to make you the greatest, like live up to your greatest potential. For real, for real. Like that's what it's all about. And um, you, we also believe a myth that our personality can't change. Some psychologists have said your, your, your personality is locked in when you're five years old. And you're just with the, this is who I am. But the thing is that we do change throughout time. And our environment makes us change in different experiences we have. Think of somebody who maybe living a normal life, goes to war for two years, comes back home. They're a completely different person with PTSD and a bunch of other stuff. It takes environmental situations and experiences that we go through to change us. So think about, based on everything we said so far, think about what experiences can you relate to that have shown where you weren't being the best version of yourself. You have to tweak those aspects of your personality because it probably is an underlying fear that you may have or a problem that you may have. If you tweak that, that's when you can start to make change. And guess what? Like Taekwon said, you can help to make the right woman. And I, I don't know if I agree with that fully, but I do agree with the fact that there's not only the one. There's a good, there's several ones. It's about the one that you want. There's a bunch of people that can like, mo like fit your framework in a cohesive way that really blends. But I do agree with this part of making the one. The fact that personalities can change. If you're a strong enough leader as a man, it will make this woman want to, not have to, she's going to want to mm -hmm. change to be a better person for you, for her family, for herself. You know, if you're doing certain things that you have pride in and, and you, you, you these, are, these are part of your core principles, she will change. Just, but you have to understand that you want to change first and why you should change. And don't get afraid of the of the fact or the idea that like, oh, like because the thing that holds us back is people are going to perceive us as being fake. Or they're like, why are you changing? Oh, you're acting mad weird now. Oh, like, why are you trying to be something you're not? Don't listen to that. Like, you know what you want out of life. You know what your experiences have shown you. And you know what change needs to happen. Make mm -hmm. those changes with confidence, with conviction, with boldness. And don't look back. And after a while, it's going to become your automatic thinking, your automatic process. And they're going to forget this other person that used to be there. And women will see who you are, you know, which is going to be the real deal. So I hope that helped, guys. I just really felt like it was important to, to close with that. No, that makes a lot of sense. And I think um, if we do a part three, we should open back up with that because that's the whole cat, what is it called? Captain Saberhole that he was talking about. Oh, yeah, or yeah. like turning a house, a hotel housewife type shit. So yeah. if we do a part three, we can open back up with that. You know, you know, let's get people responses first. Let's go live, and then we'll think about episode three. Or Sounds good. Three. Sounds good. All right. So let's close this up with the thank you for joining us. You know, let's um, give out our social media shit, and let's wrap this bitch up. <laughs> let's do it. Go first. All right. First of all, guys, I want to thank you for listening this long. I ask that you please like and share with someone else that you think can benefit from this. If you got something from it, please don't be selfish. Share with the next person. Comment below any insight that you have that we shared throughout this video. Like anything that stuck out to you, comment your thoughts on it or, you know, add some insight that is your perspective that we didn't say, you know, because we hop right in those comments too and respond mm -hmm. right back to y'all. So mm -hmm. um, getting into my social media, my uh, Instagram is Rashard.Neil. My Facebook is Rashard.Neil. Snapchat, Rashard.Neil. Website, Rashardneal.com. Um, email is F as in Frank. That's two Fs. C, lifecoaching at gmail.com. Uh, is there anything else I'm forgetting? On the website, the website, you will find the link to our podcast. You mm -hmm. will find a link to my clothing line. And that's about it. All right. I just want to add on that. Yes, we are trying to help you guys with all this information. Um, if you are in the beta category, do not think, oh, i got to be an alpha, this, that, and a third. Like, some guys are comfortably being betas. You accept your role as a beta. That's fine. But you can change to an alpha if you want to. It's not an overnight thing. It's a gradual process. And if you're in that um, position to change yourself and you feel like it's going to benefit you, do research on figuring out how to be that best version of yourself without um, without saying any more in regards to that, because I want to save a little bit more for different episodes and live sessions. 
My social media is going to be Facebook, Taekwon Lino. Instagram is all I do is fit, and that's usually where we go live at, Instagram. I have Snapchat, all I do is fit. My email address is all I do is fit at gmail.com, and my website is all I do is fit.net. Thank you guys for joining us. See you guys next time. Unless you want to. Real quick, real quick, with what you said, with what you said, how you said with the beta alpha, I want to make you guys clear. Rolo Tomasi, who made this book, though he's talking about these different perspectives, he makes it clear that I don't want you to think one is good or bad. He's talking about different relationship struggles and different struggles that guys have with women. And these are two categories to describe certain guys. And he himself was beta for a long time. He openly admits that. Mm -hmm. So if you are, it's just about, listen, beta is just seeing where am I falling short? There are some positives to it when I'm in a long-term relationship. But if you want to get a little better with certain things, these are alpha tendencies we're sharing. But the decision is yours. We can't change you. You got to change yourself. We're letting the information. So like Taekwon said, um, I think this is a good place to end. We'll talk to you guys next time. Part three is going to be something something to listen to. All right, guys? So uh, we appreciate you. We'll talk to you next time. Peace.